This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. This is Season 6 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Where are bagpipes from? Hmm. When you have a frog in your throat, should you be concerned? Ribbit. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And welcome to Season 6, Episode 15, where we scour the internet and other sources to gather useless information just for you. Plus, we'll have another entry from our mailbag and the headline from news from around the world. A lady goes McNutt at McDonald's because they got her order wrong. (laughs) Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. This is Totally Useless Vehicle Information with Nick, Meet Meet, and Roy. Vroom, vroom. Uh, by the way, that was a quote from the uh, from the sheriff from the town that we're going to talk about from news from the world the, around the world. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. We're getting more and more listeners from around the world, over 65 countries. Thank you one and all for listening. It's great. We really do appreciate it. That's why we do it. I'm going to go first, Nick, for cars. Sure, go ahead. The world's first electric traffic signal was on the corner of Euclid Avenue and East 105th Street in Cleveland, Ohio. You think like they would have picked like, you know, like Main Street and, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. No. Euclid Avenue and East 105th Street, 105 in Cleveland, Ohio. If anybody is from Cleveland, Ohio, please tell us if that's like a landmark corner or something. I don't know. It just doesn't sound like it. It was August 5th, 1914. Before that, Nick, you just had a lot of people going, hey, you're stupid. <laughs> So-and-so. I thought you were going to say the corner of useless and information. so for the next couple of car facts i'm going to tell you what depending on what brand of car you drive i'm going to tell you what it says about you okay here are the first five yay if you drive a dodge charger didn't you have a charger in one one of your i had once i had the charger it was the worst car i ever what that says is i am if you drive a Dodge Charger like you did, you're saying I own every album by Kid Rock. <laughs> if you're dri- if you're driving a Honda minivan, it says I cry myself to sleep at night. If you're driving a Prius, you're it says I don't mind overpaying for groceries at Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you're driving a BMW, what it says about you is I played lacrosse in college. Mm-hmm. And uh, number five of the 10 here I have for you guys. If you're driving an Audi, it says this about you. I use summer as a verb. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're driving a Maserati, you say, gee, I have a great husband. <laughs> <laughs> gee, I, I, who, who do you know that uh, that drives a Maserati? Uh, I'm not saying. I'm okay, not saying. fine. In 1911, the first center dividing line appeared in Michigan. Before that, there were no dividing lines. People just drove all over the road. (laughs) They still do. 
But yeah, exactly in Michigan, especially. But they decided they decided that they were going to make the right side for driving and the left side for oncoming traffic. So they put a line in the road, and that was the first time in 1911. There's also the first no left turn sign was in 1908 in Buffalo, New York. Good thing, because there was a cliff there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, of course, because the world is flat, that's why. It was a helpful sign, don't it you was. think? <laughs> I, I think a long, long time ago, and this is like part of the user's information that's rattling around in my brain, I think there was a study done that you use the most fuel waiting to make that left turn. It oh, really? It takes longer for you to make a left turn than any other turn. Oh. As opposed to the right turn, I guess. I'm sure, because of traffic signal. Exactly. All right. Yeah. The second set of things of the brand of cars that tells you tells this about you. Number six, a, if you're driving a Hyundai, it says, I'm your Uber. That's what I drive, a Hyundai. Are you an Uber driver? No. No. But you get five stars anyway. If you drive a well, Subaru. Sometimes I do stop by people and make believe I'm an Uber driver. <laughs> Yeah, but they get in and I go, I don't give a damn what you say about me. Get the hell out of my car. What? What's your number? I want to rate you zero. Sure. Try that. If you're driving a Subaru, it says I've been called a Karen by Trader Joe's managers. <laughs> now, if you're driving a Ferrari, it says I'm hung like a baby pinky. <laughs> number nine uh, of the brand of car that tells this about you is if you're driving a tesla it says the only thing i love more than the environment is myself you better believe it and finally <laughs> number 10 if you're driving a buick maybe i should say this differently if you're driving a buick i'll be dead by thursday <laughs> yeah hopefully yeah. We, we pick the kind of car that you drive and this says a lot about you yeah the first actual self-propelled vehicle was called the Cunette Cunette Fardiera uh -huh. in 1769 it was invented by Nicholas Joseph Cognette it was steam powered and it was a tricycle oh my fardiet was powered by natural gas. Fartiet. Fartiet, yes. He invented it's a bicycle powered by my farts. Right. <laughs> With great... Goes about sixty-five miles an hour. <laughs> yes. With great propulsion. It gets it gets um five miles to the can of beans. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're in Denmark, don't check under the hood. Check what? under check under your car in Why? denmark it is a requirement that a driver checks underneath their vehicle to assure that there's no body hidden underneath <laughs> alive or otherwise where is this where is this in denmark in denmark right okay so do they have lots of people sleeping on the cars in Denmark? Or It doesn't say. All it says is that it is a requirement. So if you happen to be traveling to Denmark, be aware yeah. that you are to make sure that you check underneath your car to make sure there's nobody there. Good, good thing to do. Yeah, Very yeah. good. I'm glad you let us know that, Nick. This yeah. way we can... Uh... Yeah. We can all do that and make the world a safer place. Yes. <laughs> in an accident, Yeah. get ready for this. 
an airbag deploys in less than 30 milliseconds. Oh. Now, one second is one one thousand. That's one second. Right. This is 30 milliseconds. That's like, uh, and it's deployed already. Okay. It's a staggering speed that this thing comes out at. And it can actually break your nose, break your ribs if you're sitting too close and so on. I actually worked for General Motors in the 90s for a brief, brief stint. I did some some marketing work for them. Right. And I was able to see the actual Mark II airbags that were being placed into the vehicles. Those were the more sophisticated ones. And how quickly they exploded. And they were they were activated by a switch that literally looked like a snail and this this little metal ball went around in a circle and when it hit the button it would go off and in order for it to go around those five circles it had to be enough force of 30 miles per hour wow how cool is that and then a shotgun shell would go off inside of the airbag to deploy it so literally this happens in 30 milliseconds this whole thing it's just it's mind-boggling just imagine during the, the the testing processes, right, where they're saying, "Okay, this is the concept, this is the idea." The engineers have put this together, and they had to get it down to thirty milliseconds. Wow! Yep. And all they had to do is uh, look at my original uh, design for the farter, and uh, they could have deployed it quicker than that. Yeah, you you go farter in my cars than any any other car in the market. So uh, there's a difference between a headlamp and a headlight. So please be careful if you're out there having a conversation with somebody as you're waiting for the red light to turn green and you're having a conversation. There is a difference between a headlamp and a headlight. Headlamp is the term worn by coal miners. No, 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 no. (laughs) Although (laughs) technically yes, but for the purposes of this conversation, no. Headlamp is the term used for a device which is attached in the front of your vehicle to light the road ahead. That's your headlamp. A headlight is the term which refers to the beam of light produced and distributed by the device. Oh. So the headlamp is the device and the headlight is the beam of light that's produced by that. Ah, so it's the receptacle. Yes. Yes. I always thought a headlight was something that a hooker wore. No. Well, <laughs> on cold winter nights, yes. You're listening. A flashlight yeah. for a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> Must be cold. Put her or her. Or she's, she's got high beams on. Yeah. Oh. You're listening, maybe, to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. From Beethoven to Bieber. Rock and roll. To rhythm and blues. This is Totally Useless Music Information with Nick and Roy. You're uh, a person who love, who's done construction before, right? You, you're pretty handy around the house, right? Yeah, I, I've built a couple of houses, pretty much GC'd them myself, so yeah. All right, and what's the old adage? You measure twice, cut once? Cut once, measure twice. Okay, yes. so this is music. This is what mm-hmm. I call measure twice, but cut a record once. Ooh. Tyler Hubbard wrote a new song, Five Foot Nine, and he's a great husband because it was his, it was about his wife Haley, mm. five foot nine. Well, here's the problem with that song. Well, here's Tyler Hubbard. He'll tell you exactly what happened. I went home at night and said, "Babe, 
remind me again how tall you are exactly. You're about 5'9", right? She said, yeah, I'm 5'10". And I thought, well, here's a new song I wrote today. I'm sorry I cut you short by an inch, but I hope you like it. <laughs> so he wrote the song what? about his wife, 5'9", but she's actually 5'10". Oh, my God. But he had already That's written. That's a big mistake. Yeah, it is. So uh, the next song, the sequel to that is I Sleep in the Doghouse. That's a big, big mistake. That's like the difference between seven inches and six inches. Right. And how would you know the difference? I'm talking about bricks. Right. You know, bricks, when <laughs> you're building you a building. Yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I've never, yeah. Bu- you know, I've never <laughs> built a building, so I would imagine I would take your word for it. <laughs> Here's a crazy fact. Yeah. Like most of mine. Mm-hmm. 90% of music is downloaded now. Oh. It is literally downloaded onto either phones or computer drives or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 85% of all music purchased in Japan is sold on CDs. Still. Yes, and they're priced. They have to be priced over $25. It's a law. Oh. It's a trade law that they have to be over $25. So they can't be under $25. Is it to discourage the sales? Well, I I, know. I think it's just that that was the law. They made it $25 and up. And, you know, and and these people, they love their CDs. I always wanted to... um, start a band uh in japan yeah and i wanted to call it ahso ahso which stands for aso (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm sure i'm sure to be oh that's exactly what they're yelling at you on stage i saw the station i saw nicola (laughs) i saw lamia now it's interesting you talk about downloading music this is the end of the Apple iPod. They finally discontinued it. So at one it time, did. yeah, they did. Apple just marked the end of one of the most important product lines in its history. The company discontinued the iPod Touch, which is only available while supplies last, but they stopped producing them. So they called it an iPod because it was a guy by the name of Vinny Chieco. He was a freelance copywriter who was asked to figure out how to introduce this device to the public. He got his inspiration from Stanley Kubrick's movie 2001 A Space Odyssey, particularly from the phrase, open the pod bay door, Hal. The pod refers to the white EVA pods of the Discovery One spaceship. The I was added because the company had already made the iMac and the iBook. So he was inspired by the movie 2001, Open the Pod Bay Door, Hal. And that's how iPod came to be. That's cool. You know, I was thinking, I like all types of different music, like gospel and I like rock and, 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 you know, I like pop music and I also like soul. So I was thinking I could create that band in Japan, but I could also create a band called Ah Soul. Ah Soul. Ah Soul. Right. You see, Nick? Ah, yeah. see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And and their first album would be called You're Such A. You're, oh, by asshole. By asshole. You're such yeah. a. You're such a. You're I, such a asshole. Got it. <laughs> wow. Number one on the charts. <laughs> okay. The oldest record of music in history. In history, yeah. They're from China. 
Okay. Music history and tradition dates back to 3000 BC in China. Wow. Remember we discussed they played like this four-string in instrument? I've actually seen it play. It's kind of like a violin, but like a guitar violin. It goes... Right, that iconic sound, yeah. Yeah, they play it like Asso, <laughs> you know? But anyway... Send your complaints to nickandroy.com. Contact us. nickandroy.com. Contact us. So oh, we... There would be tons of history, but the Jin Dynasty came in and destroyed most of the old history that they could because they wanted the people to not be so smart to prevent an uprising. So some things never change in China. Huh? No, they don't. Yes. <laughs> do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Ooh. Okay. It was the work of an Italian musician and singing teacher, Guido D'Arezzo. He developed towards the end of the 10th century. And forms the basis. Is he Swedish? <laughs> uh, Guido D'Arezzo, um, his great <laughs> second generation. <laughs> Sounds like a New York mobster. His name was Guido. <laughs> Do re me. Hey, fuck. You go see Guido D'Arezzo. He'll yeah. take care of you, okay? That's right. Don't you do re me nothing. Uh, so forget about it if this uh do re mi fa so la ti do forms the basis of a modern system of musical notation in about the year 1040 this inspired this genius guido he was guido they called it the guido scale so no it wasn't rogers and hammerstein of the sound of music who invented and created do re mi fa so la ti do it was guido d'arezzo that's so funny because in high school we had a friend named Guido and he had a scale too. He'd say, Hey, she's about a nine or a 10. <laughs> I don't right, know. Yeah. <laughs> he was always in the principal's office. Hey, Guido, come here. That one, she's a five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That principal, a two. A two. <laughs> no, our principal was pretty, uh, pretty attractive. Grace Rosa. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Grace. Yeah. You know, I met her years later. She was friends with my aunt. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I never told you that? No. Uh, so those of you who are, don't know what we're talking about, neither do we, so don't worry about it. Um, Roy yeah. and I met forty more than 40 years ago in high school. We went to Christopher Columbus in the Bronx, New York, and uh, yeah, Grace Rosa was our principal. We didn't call her Mrs. Rosa. We just called her Grace. Grace. Yeah, so Grace. she knew your aunt. Wow, cool. Yeah. She brought smelly egg salad sandwiches into work every day and put them in the fridge there. Yeah. I used to throw them out. She'd say, what the hell are you going into my fridge? Yeah, and because you were already in the principal's office by throwing out her egg salad. You... I spent well, a lot of time there. You know? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Gospel music. If you love it, you'll know this name. Dorsey House of Music Company. Gospel music is is like amazing. It really is. It's one of the most soulful music. Like that band, Ah Soul. <laughs> no, I keep going back to them. I'm sorry. Quite, but quite inspiring, though. I mean, if you're not a fan of gospel music, but you hear gospel it, music's fantastic. It, it really is. I mean, you get a lot of the singers, like uh, Whitney Houston, and so on, that started out singing gospel. Oh yeah. But Dorsey House of Music, its founder was Thomas Dorsey, known as the father of gospel music. It was the first black-owned and the first gospel publishing company. Oh. It was called Dorsey House of Music and would start off the boom for gospel music. Excellent. Thank you, Jesus. How about Risotto for Rossini? The mm -hmm. composer Rossini wrote the aria Di Tanti Palpiti, 
while waiting for some risotto to cook. I'm touching he... my peepee? What no. Di tanti palpiti. Oh, <laughs> such my Ah, soul yourself. Um, while he was waiting for, for some risotto to cook, mm-hmm. he wrote the aria. Besides this, Rossini wrote many pieces inspired by gastronomy and had many dishes named after him, including cannelloni. And apparently he had a thing for truffles. Yeah. So Rossini was quite uh, involved in the culinary cuisine. He, 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 that beautiful aria. I gotta do the pee pee. <laughs> no, it's the Dante Papiti. <laughs> That's right. So let's translate. He wrote the Dante Papiti, which translates into. And with my cannelloni. <laughs> wow. He's spinning his grave right now. Ah, so <laughs> I knew that was coming. Okay. You see bagpipes, right? Yes. This is my teaser. Yes. Instantaneously, you think of Scotland and a Scottish guy playing the bagpipes in a kilt, right? Yes. 100%. That's pretty sick, Nick. I don't think that. <laughs> no, I don't always I don't go around thinking, oh gee, I would like to see that guy in a kilt playing his Although bagpipe. I do admire the airiness and the ventilation portion of the kilt. <laughs> if you're on commando in a kilt, it could yes. be very interesting. Yes. Although the woolen socks don't but anyway. <laughs> but the Greeks in one thousand BC were playing bagpipes. In fact, they have a history of it. They wrote about it. They're not sure who actually invented the bagpipe, though. Oh, okay. And Nero also makes a notation in one of his type of diaries or journals saying that he learned to play the bagpipe, but, um, you know, none of them actually knew where it actually came from. But it was not Scotland. They picked it up afterwards. Yep. Exactly. And uh, speaking of airbags, you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. If you'd like to go to our website, we invite you to go there. Lots of great stuff on there. We have past episodes. We also have an opportunity for you to send your loved one a birthday message. Go Mm. to the top, click on birthday, and you'll find out all kinds of information. Yeah, you go to the lines there and you hit on it and it'll say birthday message. I'm telling you right now, listen to it. You're going to love it. You're going to understand why everybody's going nuts over this. We are inundated with doing birthday messages. And then we get email after email after email from people saying how much they loved this gift. It's the greatest gift for everyone that has everything. They don't have this and they will freak out and love you for it. And here's the other thing. We know. Let me be frank with the audience. Let me be frank with you. So. Just be Nick. Turn turn up. No, I'm Nick. I know. I, turn up your device just a little bit. Let me just be honest with you. We know okay. there are lots of celebrities out there who do these, you know, these sort of, you know, cameo appearances and you're yeah. paying like eighty, ninety, a hundred dollars. No, 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 no. You get Nick and Roy for less than that. And they will remember your birthday message from Nick and Roy because we put together a little mini totally useless information about the day that they were born and all kinds of information and songs of the year, all kinds of neat stuff. 
Okay, those celebrities, they just have a script in front of them. Hi, I want to no, say no, happy no. birthday to Ro- no, we do work. Yeah, we do work. We here. do. We spend a lot of time, a lot of research on it. So go to nickandroy.com slash birthdays. You're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy. You know, a friend of mine turned me on to a product called Athletic Greens. Folks, remember this Athletic Greens. This product is amazing. I was having trouble sleeping at night. I was taking all kinds of stuff, melatonin, this, that, sleeping stuff. No good. I take Athletic Greens. I sleep better. I wake up feeling fantastic. My stomach feels better. I have more energy. I know you hear this stuff, but really, Athletic Greens, an amazing product. Look them up. There are Athletic Greens on Instagram. Don't take our word for it. Check out all of the testimonies from the people who are using Athletic Greens every day and they feel amazing with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals. You want to start your day off right. Yeah. And it's less than the cost of a cup of coffee per day. That's right. So another thing, they gave us a special deal. They said to us, why don't you tell your loyal listeners, we'd love to do this for them because they're loyal listeners to Total Uses Information with Nick and Roy. Go to athleticgreens.com slash emerging, and they will send you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to the website, athleticgreens.com slash emerging. That's athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Do it. Do it today. I'm telling you, you're going to feel great. Athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Where did the word et cetera come from? Ah, so love you. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> this is translated literally from Latin, which et mm. means and, while cetera means the rest. Thus, the expression translates to and the rest of such things, etc., etc., and the rest, and the rest, and the rest. Exactly, Latin. I never heard this one before, so I was intrigued by it. Okay. A daughter from California. That's the expression. Daughter, daughter from California. Okay. Now, again, if you're out there and you're in the medical profession, Email us and tell us if you've ever heard this. It refers to and is used by medical professionals like the word Karen. Really? But it's used for the daughters of family members that come in and say, listen, um, you're not doing the right thing. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you doing this? And the doctor will say, the other doctor, we got a daughter from California. Really? To the sneaky little expression that everyone knows now. That's right. Thanks to us. We always encourage you to have a pen and paper with you to write this stuff down because now you know. And if you're called a daughter of California. Yeah, you just turn around and say, <laughs> Hey, um, I know you love this one. Um, why do we call begging panhandling? Hmm. One of the theories, because they're not a hundred percent sure, but one of the theories is that it it said it is said to come from the habit of beggars of soliciting contributions by thrusting out in tin pans. 
into which generous passerbys would place their coins. Therefore, they had their pans out and they were handling the pan as you stopped by to drop off the coins. Panhandlers. Huh. I would have thought that it came from like the gold things that you pan, that you put the sand in there and shook it. And Maybe. so like you're panhandling for gold or whatever. I don't know. Well, that's why it's one of the theories. Now, this is one of those those bits of information I tr I researched and I researched. I spent a lot of time on this. I, this is the closest I could find to of that it's accurate information because it's useless and, information. And we thank you for that, Nick. Thank we you. do. We really, honestly do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll saw. What's your next expression? Because if you got it wrong, Nick, I'm telling you, dire consequences for the world. <laughs> With sixty-five damn countries. Okay. Yeah. What was the problem? They gave us right, wrong, useful information. Okay, then. Sure. <laughs> I'll sue them. Yeah. Okay. Pull out all the stops. Ah, okay, I will. What does that Pull mean? Pull out all the stops refers to a pipe organ, which had stops that would restrict the amount of air, which would restrict the amount of volume. So, of course, when you wanted it at full volume, they'd say, Pull out all the stops. Mm. Full volume. Did you folks write that one down? <laughs> I pull out all the stops to write it down. I did. If you guys go to a show or two ago, we did uh, Steal My Thunder, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to make you listen to the show. That's right. It's so NickAndRoy.com. NickAndRoy.com. Okay, we'll give you a hint. It's in season six, so go find it. Yes. Don't dilly-dally as you're doing mm -hmm. it. Okay. So dilly-dally is the expression. The base word dally came from an old French hundreds of years ago, and it meant to what it meant was to chat idly. Over time, dally picked up other meanings, such as to toy with things or spend time idly. By the 19th century, we get dilly-dally as an example of reduplication. And what that is is when you repeat the form of a word but change the vowel, Mm-hmm you get reduplication. For example, flip-flop, zigzag, and mishmash. And dilly-dally. And dilly-dally. There you go. You know, I've always said that seeing is believing. Is it? Now, that's a cool expression, but it's kind of self-explanatory, right? Seeing is believing. I need to see it to believe it. So why don't you tell us? So, so we'll listen to you. You tell us so we can see it and we'll believe it. No, maybe. no. There's a hearing is believing when you listen to our show. But right. <laughs> yes. in general, no. Right. So seeing exactly. is believing. So where does that come oh, from? That goes without saying. <laughs> so. Then don't say it. <laughs> okay. So seeing is believing. Right. So easy to understand. But did you know it comes from an actual sentence? Seeing is believing, but feeling is the truth. And it was then chopped up and they used the seeing as believing. And it's amazing because when you read that sentence, it's really cool. Seeing is believing, but feeling is the truth. Very profound. I believe it. Is. It. it is. I Written see. By Thomas Fuller and his co-writer. Our soul. <laughs> I saw and I believe. Uh, here's my teaser. If you have a frog in your throat. Hmm. Uh, if you have a frog in your throat, it means that you're temporarily hoarse due to phlegm collecting in one's throat. Having a frog in one's throat is a temporary, but it's not an ongoing medical condition, so it's nothing serious, really. 
usually you may clear your throat by, you know, just go, <clears throat> that kind of thing. Yeah. The expression to have a frog in your throat first appeared in the United States during the 1800s and came from the fact that a person is so afflicted that it sounds as if he were croaking like a frog. Hmm. I want to open a restaurant up called the Barbecued Frog. <laughs> really? And like people get, that enjoy food, like they'll say, ribbit. <laughs> right. Barbecued ribs. Barbecued ribs. Ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> Hop on over to Barbecue Frogs. <laughs> That's right. No flies on you. What in tarnation? Oh, what in tarnation? Isn't that something like from the 1800s or something from the wild, wild west? I would assume it's it's an American term. What in tarnation? But it comes from the word tarno, meaning eternal. Ah. And nation is derived from the word damnation. So rather than saying tarnal damnation, they said, what in tarnation? Nice. And it, and it caught on. Well, yeah, because you don't want to have too many words. No, no, You're no. Exhausted from no, speaking. no, no, no. You're listening. <laughs> speaking of many, many, way too many words. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go to our website at nickandroy.com. There are lots of words there, lots of episodes, lots of past episodes for the past six seasons plus, over 110 episodes at least now. Uh, and here's your opportunity for you to send us an email. Go to the top where it says contact us, and you fill out the info there, and you send us an email. And then yeah. you can be just as famous as the people we're about to present. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Tell you what's in the mail. What? Marty from Lakeland, Florida, about three hours, three and a half hours away from me, Lakeland, Florida. Hey, Marty. Oh, about, about three hours, yeah. Marty went to nickandroy.com and he left us a message. He wrote, Great show. We love it. Why, though? <laughs> he's wondering himself yes we asked we he knew that i'd put him on when he wrote that yeah <laughs> why uh, you know what we asked you know what uh uh marty we asked that same question why and then he wrote do you make lots of dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign thumbs up <laughs> yes if you go to marty make, yes no we don't make a whole load of money Right. We don't. We actually really do this because we love doing it. Right. Now, at some point, we'd like everyone to go to nickandroy.com and send us checks. No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Don't use that one word. <laughs> right. No. Oh, so, no. Well, no. If, if you go to the website, you can check it out. Well, one of our sponsors, someone gave us some bucks. It's uh, Athletic Greens. You just heard about it just a few minutes ago. So check out the website, and, and you can uh, yeah. click on them. They give you that great offer, as we talked to you about. But uh, thank you, Marty. Really appreciate that. Now, here's something brand new on the website. If you go to nickandroy.com, and on the front page, it'll say, you can leave your voicemail, your voice message here. So we're giving you not only an opportunity to email us, but you can send us a voice message. And if you do, and we like it, we will play it on the show. So go wow. to nickandroy.com. Yes, we've we've moved up the technology. Free airtime, Nick. 
Well, we're not saying for you to, for commercials. We're talking about the listeners who, who want to ask a question or just, free airtime. Nick, we're right. giving free airtime to go. Nick the and non-professionals. We're letting them on. Perry <laughs> from Oakville, Ontario, here in Canada, <laughs> raised in Florida. I'm here in Toronto, Canada. So he sent me a suggestion for our upcoming new topic. So a few episodes ago, I said, "Hey, we're going to set up a new topic soon: customs and traditions." So he sent me a suggestion for this new topic which i thought was really cool so thank you perry he sent the article explaining a ritual like no other this indonesian tribe forbids newlyweds from using the toilet for three days so what yeah so that's apparently one of the indonesian tribes which we'll talk about in a future show so i wrote him back and i said thank you perry for isn't getting married enough <laughs> that's right <laughs> Isn't it is. the thought the next day of what the hell did I do? Isn't that enough? Now you got to worry about on. being backed up. Come on. You're married over 35, 36 And can years, you man. imagine? Can you just imagine the thought of what is going to come out in four days <laughs> yeah, right. when these people are together for the first time? Okay. Well, we have to find all that out in a future episode. And of where is this? Indonesia? Indonesia. It's one of the Indonesian tribes. According to Perry, who wrote in. According to Perry, right. who's backed up himself. I no, think. he's not. <laughs> I wrote him and I thanked him for the information. And he said, hi to you both. He yes. said, hi, I'll get back to you. I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, he's not. <laughs> He's never going to write us again now. Don't, don't make fun of the people. Listen, if they took the time to send us an email, he Yo, said, yes. Blama Perry. The article sent was for your upcoming show. Perry. You're such That's a. from the movie Arthur. Yes, I know. You're such a girl from California. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Perry listens to our show on News Talk 1010 in Toronto, which is on the iHeartRadio network all across Canada. He listens to us on Fridays and on Saturdays. He said Sunday, but it's actually Saturday. He doesn't even know what day of the week it is, but it's okay. He says he laughs with both of us. He he laughs with he laughs with us for your useless information and to now Nick on your totally useless BlackBerry, because we wow. talked about the BlackBerry a couple of episodes ago. So thank you very much, Perry, for and now your Perry's email. famous in Canada. Yeah, he is, and not because of the plunger. Come on, Perry. Thank you very much on behalf of all of us here. You're listening wow. to totally. This information <laughs> with Nick and Roy. And now for something completely useless. He's never going to write again. Come on. He will. Okay, Perry. Thank you. Actually, he did. He sent us three other bits of information. Uh, one, of the, one of the kings in a deck of cards does not have a mustache. Whoa. There are four kings in every deck of cards. And while they all they look similar, the King of Hearts is the only royal fellow who doesn't have a mustache. Is he frolically challenged as well? Is he wearing a hat? Uh, I have to look at it. I'm not sure. But according to ah. the Guardian, the so-called Suicide King, mm. who earned his name because it looks like he's stabbing himself in the head with a sword. No, it's honestly because he's the King of Hearts. I mean, just think about it in Indonesia. No, waiting three days to use the poopa. <laughs> he no wonder he has no mustache. That's right. <laughs> it blew right off. <laughs> Went down the tub, down the toilet with yeah, the rest of his marriage. <laughs> uh, so he wasn't always barefaced. Uh, he mistakenly lost the facial hair in a redesign one year. So the Suicide King is the King of Hearts does not have a mustache. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
Here's something I want everyone, including you, Perry, to try. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot hum and hold your nose at the same time. Let me try it. All right, everyone. Everyone listening, give it a try. You can't hum and hold your nose I can't, at the I, same time. I can't do it. You're right. No, you're right. Yeah, because if you go, you can't do it. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Now go tell everyone. Yeah. Now thank go. You, thank you, Perry. Yeah. Thank you, Perry. <laughs> now go wipe the snot off your fingers. Yeah, I know. It's all over me. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that disgusting. <laughs> hey, uh, today we talked about cars. We talked about music. We talked about expressions. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. A Florida woman <laughs> was arrested after throwing and knocking things down at McDonald's. Yeah. The woman, identified as Tiana's Jones, 22, intended to pick up her order of a Happy Meal, a chocolate shake, filet of fish sandwich, tea, and fries after placing the order online. When she arrived at the drive-thru, she was directed to pull ahead to the third window. Instead, Jones ignored those directions. She parked her car and entered the uh -huh. restaurant to address the mistake when she realized her order was wrong. No. So she went inside. The McDonald's surveillance video captured Jones' interaction with employees. She became so irate that it she led... She was on the Mc McVideo? She was, and she was so <laughs> irate that she called 911. I'm at McDonald's. I'm five months pregnant. You call 911 because they got her order wrong. Now, this is serious. You you don't call 911 for something like that. Well, they were busy booking the hamburger. Probably. <laughs> they were probably, exactly. But please, don't, all, I know we kid around on the show. Do not call 911 unless it's an actual emergency. Okay, having said that. Oh, listen, not getting the fish sandwich is a big deal. No, no, but it's not, not, it's not an emergency, okay? It, it, it's yes, a problem. Not. It's no. not. Okay. Jones's sister. Dial 912 for that. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> Jones's sister attempted to calm her down, but she couldn't do that. In addition, McDonald's even offered to reimburse Jones, but she refused. Huh. The 22-year-old started knocking over food condiments from the counter and later went behind the counter. And she applied. jumped behind the counter. She jumped behind the counter. Maybe applied. Into the belly of the beast of McDonald's. And started to throw out the stacks of cups and causing oh, all kinds. This is all hell breaking loose. While Jones would eventually exit the McDonald's. Did she have long red hair and pigtails? And was her name Wendy? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> you know what? She was she was a redhead with pigtails and she was wearing a crown. Yeah. Exactly. He's <laughs> like, my uncle's the Burger King. That's right. <laughs> All right, I'll Wendy. You. I'll teach you. So she leaves the McDonald's. This isn't a bun. This is a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of buns, funny, you should say that. She eventually left McDonald's, but not before twerking towards the surveillance camera. Oh, so she showed her buns. Exactly, because they got her the buns wrong. Here is audio from Polk County... Sheriff Grady Judd. I don't know what was wrong with her that night. I don't know if she was like two fries short of a Happy Meal or maybe <laughs> she was short of the Happy Meal completely. 
but she created a McMess, and she acted like a McNutt. Can we get this guy on the show? So, I have to play it again. So this is Sheriff Grady Judd talking about this person that went nuts at McDonald's. I don't know what was wrong with her that night. I don't know if she was like two fries short of a Happy Meal, or maybe it was she was short of the Happy Meal completely. But she created a McMess, and she acted like a McNutt. <laughs> okay. Now, this is the man of the law. Explain. This explains the you see, we have a real sense of humor down here in Florida. Oh, you have to. Oh, come yeah. on. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on down here. I mean, we got we got the governor going after Disney World. Yeah, I mean, nobody's right. safe. So no listen. cartoon character is safe here no. in Florida. That's right. Not even a clown. <laughs> so Tianis will call her Wendy faces burglary with assault, criminal mischief. Why burglary? Why burglary? She probably took some of the stuff that she, uh, like some of the... Something's fishy here, and it's not her sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) That was the problem. Did she steal something? Did she take something with her? Did she... Burglary with assault and criminal mischief, disorderly conduct, and Uh. misuse of 911. Which is quite serious. But she's going away. She's going to Florida prison. She is. And according to the sheriff... (laughs) I don't know what was wrong with her that night. I don't know if she was like two fries short of a Happy Meal. I'm Sheriff Butte from Pusser. <laughs> from Polk County. Anyway, that's all the time Wait, that we... From Polk County. How far away is Polk County from where you are? What where are you is... talking about? That's where my mailbag was from. Polk County, I believe. My really? son went to school up there, yeah. Wow. So, wait a minute. This wasn't your son in, in uh, Red Pigtails, was no, it? No, 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 no. This wasn't my daughter-in-law either. <laughs> okay. Her name is not Wendy. No. <laughs> oh, no, no. And she only eats a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Never on Sunday. Which uh, is a girl that I knew from high school. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Lay was her middle name. That's all the time that we have for this episode of Totally. I say bring back the McRib. Bring back the McRib. <laughs> totally useless information with Nick and Roy, we will scour the internet and other sources to find and gather all kinds of useless information for you next time. Until then, go to the website and look at the birthday thing. You're going to love it, guys. I'm serious. It's amazing. Tell a friend about the trend. Tell everybody about the show and tell them to go to nickandroy.com to listen in. And don't forget to leave your voicemail message on the website, nickandroy.com. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of NickAndRoy.com. Visit NickAndRoy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.